We are the army of God. We'll dare to discuss what most churches never will and strive always to speak the truth in love. We are watchmen, warriors, victors. Together, we will fight the good fight and finish strong. This is David Hebner Live. Hey everybody, David here. Somebody said to me, David, what, 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 the best sermon you ever heard, where was it? Do you remember the best sermon you ever heard? I had to think about that. What was the best sermon I ever heard? I said, well, I saw it on television when I was a kid. And they said, really? What, what was it? What's the name of the TV preacher? And I said, Rod Sterling. They said, what? I said, yeah, Rod Sterling. Well, what are you talking about? That's, that was the twilight zone. I said, yeah. I said, this dude saw into the future. It's like, if you look at what he was talking about then, it's unfolding now. As a matter of fact, it's already unfolded and more of it's going to unfold in the future. And this is biblical, folks. Listen, we need more Rod Sterlings in, in the pulpit. And let me tell you why. Go to Proverbs 29, 18, Proverbs 29, 18, where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, the law, happy is he. Where there is no vision, people perish. OK, and uh, we're going to get into this just a little bit later with my guests. But speaking of my guests, I want to bring my guest on. Uh, uh, Gary, <laughs> Gary Wayne, you out there, Gary? Hey, thank you for inviting me to your show. So glad to be here tonight. It's so good. Gary Wayne, you, you, you're, you're not related to John John Wayne, are you? No, not that I'm aware of. Okay. Um, so I mentioned without vision, the people perish. I mentioned Rod uh, Sterling, the Twilight Zone. I, I was being a little facetious, but not really. Uh, Gary, it seems that the Bible's a supernatural book, but nobody yeah. wants to treat it that way. They want to you know, they start, you start getting to areas that you and I are going to discuss that you've devoted your life to, and people start looking for the tin foil so we can make a hat. Uh, but people need to see, there needs to be a vision. Let's talk about that. Where there is no vision, the people perish. What do you think Proverbs 29, 18 is talking about when it says, when there's no vision, the people perish? Yeah, very, very, very good question. And I, I do want to say for the record that I believe that the Bible is the most preternatural book ever written. So we should be embracing those preternatural natures about it. And in terms of the revelation, uh, where there is no revelation, people cast off restraint. They try and fill the void with human wisdom, with human understanding, with agendas, all sorts of things that is part of that black hole when there's lack of revelation. And so in those periods, and we're in those periods, we may be entering into another period of revelation. We need to rely on what's written in the Bible to guide us as our wisdom and not using the wisdom of the world. Absolutely, Gary. And we're going to be talking about that. When I bring you back in just a few minutes, we're going to be talking about a part of the Bible that is so supernatural that I think most preachers are either scared of it or they're just ignorant of it. But for whatever reason, they don't want to deal with it like you have. Gary Wayne, thank you, brother. I appreciate it. I'm going to bring you right back. Thank you. All right, Gary Wayne, everybody. And no, he's not related to John, but who knows? He might be related to John. But no, come on. 
Without vision, folks, we have to have vision. We as God's people have to be open to revelation. And no, I'm not talking about rewriting the Bible, and I'm not talking about, you know, conjuring up some kudalini spirit to give us some cockamamie, you know, craziness out there. I'm talking about God is speaking to his people right now. And if you and I are not willing to be that conduit and let God speak to us through us, he will find a jackass. He'll find a jack. He'll find God will use what God needs to use. That's what we have to be open. That's why I said the twilight zone. All right. Sometimes I feel like I'm in the twilight zone. All right. Genesis six, sons of God came into the daughters of men. Talk about the twilight zone. Let's talk about this. The sons of God came into the daughters of men. Okay. We've heard it, but really. Really, what is it? What is the sons of God coming into the daughters of men? What does that really mean? Preachers don't talk about it. Well, I mean, you know, you've got the back alley preachers like ourselves. We talk about it. We deal with it. But who were these sons of God? It's in the Bible. This is not something that we can just now listen. If you're hearing me, you've been served. All right. So don't say, David, I can't deal with. No, no. It, it, you've been served. You, now, you know that the, the 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 cans open and we got to deal with it who were these sons of god they either did exist or they didn't exist they either are connected to today or they died back then but one way or the other we're going to find truth and the truth is truth and the fact that we bury our head in the sand is not going to change the truth one iota who were they who are these daughters of men what breed were they we know they came in uh, I'm sorry, the sons of God. We know that they came into the daughters of men. And by the way, who were the daughters of men? What breed were the daughters of men? And then when they came together and they mated, what did their offspring look like for real? And are they among us now? Meaning, does everything that happened back then, everything that happened back then, does it connect to today? Because if it doesn't, we don't need to talk about this. We can just twiddle our thumbs. I'll talk about the Twilight Zone the rest of the show. But I'm not because I'm going to talk the truth. And here's the other question. Do they still mate today? These Nephilim, do they still mate today? If the, when I say Nephilim, these, these, these sons of God, evidently they, they, they couldn't keep it in their pants. They came down to the daughters of men. Are they still addicted today to sex? I know I'm being crazy, but this is questions we have to answer. Why did they come into the daughters of men? Evidently, they saw something very titillating. Uh, uh, and I'm going to ask my guest, Gary. He's probably going to think I'm crazy at this point. Okay, where are they? What is their agenda? My final uh, comment until I bring them on. What is their agenda? What is it they're out to do right now what is it that we need to look for and to answer all those questions and more i want to bring gary back on gary you with me there buddy i am and uh terrific opening i must say <laughs> thanks i mean you know i kind of off the cuff said they couldn't keep it in their pants uh if we look at this and i want you to correct me if i'm off because it's not that i'm trying to preach on something that i'm an expert at i'm not you are but if the sons of God uh, looked down and saw daughters of men, I mean, they didn't look at cows and donkeys and uh, 
you know, they looked at the daughters of men. Evidently, there was some attraction there, uh, Gary. Am I off base or does that, does that jive with you? It does. And, you know, there's a, a passage in the New Testament that talks about women should be careful about hiding their beautiful hair that unless they, you know, entice angels again, that's a reference to what's being talked about in Genesis 6. So when we're talking about sons of God lusting after human females, we're talking about something that is sort of hits that cognizant dissonance in most christians mind in fact when i first read that I, I didn't want anything to do with that whatever giants were that's not what i was there to to find right. out and i would try to ignore it but i could not so the key nature here is is how do they lust why do they lust if they're spiritual beings you're right but let's back up a little bit you sure kind of, you kind of hit on it a little bit but who are they who were these sons of God that Scripture, Genesis 6, talks about, were they a special breed of angels? Were they a segment of angels that had a, uh, a, 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 a bigger than normal, larger than normal sex drive? Uh, were they just more corrupt? Or did they get caught up in the moment of looking at the daughters of men? Yeah, so what we're talking about is a group of angels that are called watchers. And in this case, fallen watchers, obviously ones that have rebelled against God. And I would call them the Nephilim or the Celestial Mafia, Godfathers, so to speak, to fit the analogy here. <laughs> we're back to television again. We're, I love it. Okay. <laughs> exactly. And so the sons of God are angels. So they're okay. a group of watcher angel. And in the book of Enoch, sons of God, watchers are kind of used interchangeably. And there's four different groups of the watchers. We do get watchers in the Bible four times in Daniel 4. So we do, we can use that term. And we know these are sons of God because they show up in Job 1, 6, 2, 1 uh, as, a, as assembling before God as they're called to do at their appointed time. And also in Job 38, 4 through 7, where they are singing and celebrating at creation with the morning stars. And morning stars are also an order of angels as well. And in the Old Testament, we get passages on sons of God, stars, angels, and hosts of heaven used interchangeably as the same group of beings. So that's how we know they're the sons of God. Okay, but what is a watcher? Are they a, are they a, a sect, a specific uh, group yes. of angels? They are. What do they do? What are watchers? Four groups of angels that surround the throne. So we're familiar with Michael as being an archangel. That would be one of those groups. We have seraphim, which are fiery, serpent-faced, six-winged angels, uh, which are the largest group of the fallen ones that are going to create giants with human females you have cherubim which are four-faced angels uh, they're another group that uh, part of the watcher group that created with uh, human females and then you have the one that's not really named in the bible but it actually is it's named in enoch in the book of enoch as the ophanim that's the word uh, that shows up in ezekiel 1 3 and 10 with the angel beings within the wheels and referring to the beings versus the wheel, because the wheel is Gagel, but the beings is Ophan, also meaning wheel, and I am male, plural. So that's the four group of watchers. Okay, so we got four group of watchers, but my question is, Gary, were there any other segment 
of angels besides watchers? Was watchers a special breed? What was their specific? Well, first of all, were they a special breed? Number one. Number two is what was their specific duty in heaven? Well, each group had a specific duty, and each head up a lower sort of column of angels in the hierarchy or the host of heaven. That's the Hebrew word Saba, meaning an army of angels, which means rank and order. So you have uh, the archangels that are ones that would oversee a column of angels that were um, overseeing military, soldiers, warriors. Uh, you have the seraphim that are going to oversee both the religious aspect and the uh, governance aspect, but separate from the thrones, which are the cherubim and the ophanning, just as you see them connected together with the chariot of God, as it's referenced yeah. in the book of Ezekiel in the vision, um, and the right. throne. And so they all have on... Uh, they all have a responsibility on the columns on the four sides around the throne, and then okay. their ranking orders line up in behind. So when you see Daniel, let's say, 8 or Revelation, and it talks about the 10,000 times 10,000 angels around on all four sides, that's what right. we're talking about. Okay, so let me, in layman's terms, okay, because I barely got out of high school. Uh, a watcher, watcher's primary domain uh, position was around the throne to guard the throne, be around the throne. They were throne angels, let's say. Yes. Uh, what in the world were these angels around the throne doing, hanging out, gazing over, looking down at the daughters of men? Why the throne angels? Were they susceptible? Was something going on? They they were part of the leadership group. So when Satan rebels, he's the head angel. And okay. he has uh, multiple traits of multiple angels, and he's leading them to go astray. He's the one that's also convincing them to take physical bodies where the lust starts to kick in and why uh -huh. he is able to, you know, seduce them, so to speak, into going down and having sex with the, with the human oh. females. Oh, so we're talking kind of a, a mirror image of what's happening today when a higher up in the church falls, uh, you know, a preacher, an elder, a deacon, whatever, uh, you know, they were up around the throne, the angels. So if, if Satan says, I can take these guys, make them fall, look, I can make a spectacle out of them, right? Yeah. And also, too, they're abandoning their guardsmanship. They're, they're not guarding the throne. They're out there hanging out with these you know, with these daughters of men. Uh, yeah, so there's that lust aspect, and that only kicks in once they take a physical form. Okay, As gotcha. spiritual beings, they wouldn't have that, and they would need that physical form mm -hmm. to okay. reproduce, and to produce yeah, okay. beings like them, only hybrid angelic human beings. That's what Satan wanted. He wanted demons. He, want, he needed to take on flesh, and he saw, this is a way I can do that. Uh, it didn't quite work with the evil, though it did. There was the fall, but it's not the way exactly I wanted it. And I want to get into Scripture in just a minute on that. Uh, what did their offspring uh, look like? As a matter of fact, before we get in, uh, ask you that question, let's do go to Scripture. Let's go to Genesis 3.15. Uh, Genesis 3.15. I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and shall bruise his heel. What does that have to do with what we're talking about, Gary? Yeah, that's called the, you know, the seed of the serpent. 
Uh, yeah. And there's a you know, strong belief out there that that might be the offspring of Satan and Eve. I don't fall into that category. But I do believe it is, it's one of those unique prophecies that is a curse within a prophecy. Uh, it's kind of like the ham curse that happens after the flood. They're done in the same sort of way, and it has the authority of God behind it. And so the serpent imagery, I think, is fulfilled in that seed line in Genesis 6. Okay, And so that's this... with the seraphim angels having serpent faces producing most of these giants both before and after the flood. And that's why you have all the serpentine imagery amongst the polytheist pantheons, whether it's gods like Anki or Enlil or Zeus okay. or the Nagas, uh, the Quetzalcoatl in the Maya pantheon. Yeah. And also why you have serpentine imagery that surrounds the thrones, the earthly thrones of the kings, because they're the spurious offspring with the divine right to rule from the throne, which the seraphim are responsible for. Okay, so so Genesis 3.15, in essence, basically is relating, you believe, to Genesis 6, the seed of the sons of God coming into the daughters of men. is It was re referring to the seed, uh, yeah. the demonic seed, entering into mankind as an offspring. Yeah, wow. and yeah. what happens is is Satan, he knows a lot. He doesn't know everything. Uh, otherwise, you know, the princes wouldn't have had Jesus crucified because they didn't know about the resurrection, but they know a lot. So at the right. creation of the Adamites, Satan and, and the fallen angels are the ones who are starting to object. There's, you know, a debate as to when all of the angels rebelled. I think most of them did at the beginning, but I'm open to them rebelling more as they go right up to Revelation 12, where there's a third that rebel. But yeah. they know that the Adamites are created to be the resolution to the angelic rebellion. Who's the Adamites? Who are they? Those are the descendants of Adam that are discussed in Genesis 2, with uh, life bring, being breathed into Adam, and he's being created, okay. I think, for a special purpose. Are these giants, these Adamites, are they nope. big? No, they're nope. just, that's just the, that, this is the, the human part, because remember, from the Adamites came, came the daughters of men, that, that, that was the offspring that the sons of God were looking upon, right? Yes. Um, so Gary, I want to ask you um, um, about the offspring, okay, because I'm, what I'm trying to do is walk people through this thing as if it was a, as if, if it was a first grade uh, arithmetic, uh, class, right? You know, one plus one equals two. And folks, let me tell you something. I've learned every time I interview, and I've interviewed over a thousand people, uh, probably a hundred on this subject, but I ask very elementary questions because I believe the Holy Spirit speaks to me and to you at times asking very elementary questions because we need to come to God as children and, and be very humble. So I ask questions that I have people say, Dave, why are you asking that question? Well, number one, is there are people out there that haven't heard any, any of this before, Gary. Uh, you and I have been down this road, especially you. But I ask simple questions. So what I'm trying to do now is connect all the dots, is go you know, from A, B, C, D. Now, we talked about the sons of God. We've identified who they are, uh, uh, the watchers around the throne, looking into the daughters of men, uh, descendants of the Adamites. Must have been beautiful women, by the way, beautiful women. Uh, uh, what did, what did their offspring look like? 
they came down from heaven. Now, when they came down from heaven, Gary, and before you tell me what the offspring look like, I, I, I want to go through the, <laughs> I can't go get too detailed. Uh, we'll get kicked off the air. I, did these sons of God turn into uh, human form and then have relationships with the women? Or was it the spirit of the seed going into the women? Yes, yeah, so they lock, they left their habitation, as Jude one six talks about. That's the Greek word oiketarian, means a dwelling place for the spirit. And there's okay. spirit beings coming into the physical world. To interact physically, they're going to have to create their own oiketarian, a dwelling place for that spirit. That's the soul and the body, because the spirit comes from heaven. And so they create that oiketarian, and they can create any type of dwelling place they want. So they can take any form that they want. They're known sort of in that, in this understanding is having that changing ability and they could choose their sex which is how the goddesses show up in the polytheist pantheon as well so oh. they would take yeah so they would yeah. take a form that would sort of represent who they are not trying to disguise themselves so the seraphim right. with the serpent-faced angels um they would pass on traits through dna because they've created that physical body that they would look in a similar kind of manner and not only are the angels shining beings more opalescent in their natural state, but the giants were known as shining ones as well. And their eyes, which were very large and sort of wraparound glowing eyes, they would light up a room. Wow, um, they were good looking then. They, had, they were attractive. Gary, do you think it was consensual, the relationship, consensual sex? The or do you think when they came into them, that was more of a molestation? Or do you think... It was, uh, hey, baby, let's go hang out, you know, and have a drink, and you know what happens. I think it was consensual. I think these are the descendants of the Canaanites, and I think they were well prepared because this happens a few generations after Cain, Cain uh, leaves and is ostracized and starts his family and his genealogy. And they're there to be anti-God. They're there to help the pantheon that they've now worshipped because Cain never forgives God for his ostracization for killing Abel. And so they are producing the women's, and the women, I think, are enamored with the beauty of the shining beings that these, that these uh, beings were. And that uh, if you want to get an idea of what that serpentine face might look at. You could look at a post-Diluvian king that uh, has statues in the King Tut Museum, and you can Google Akhenaten. And if you Google him, and this is over a thousand years after the flood with post-Diluvian giants and intermarriage that's diluting that look, and he still has this protruding chin, these high mm. cheekbones, large wraparound eyes, these this long, you know, elongated skull that doesn't have sutures. It's well, a serpent when you look at that. But but if if these these sons of God, uh, I'm sorry, folks, I'm taking so long on this. I'm not sorry, but but it's important. These sons of God come down. They take on a um, a physical being. They can take on their own, uh, choose what they want, uh, basically. Um, but these women, they weren't giants. So the no. the form that the sons of God took, they couldn't have taken on the form of a giant. That would have that would have really that wouldn't have worked. You know what I'm no. saying with, with these women. So. They weren't giants, right? They were kind of the same size as the women, or were the women giants? Well, the women weren't giants. Um, and so okay. you could look at what the angels were doing in two different ways. They were maybe taking a size 
that they could reproduce because they would have that capability. An interesting yeah. passage out of the Keber and Agast, which is the Ethiopian recollection of the Old Testament, said that um, you know the the babies, you know, once they were conceived, were so large that all the women died in in um, childbirth, and they do like a, a butcherous cesarean style. But that doesn't tell you how that actual act sort of happens. So. Mm -hmm. If okay. they didn't take a smaller size, then we could look at reliefs that show up in the Middle East and, and they're different sizes of these beings. So some of them are very, very large. Some of them are just way larger than humans. But oh. what they're doing is they're pouring semen into the women in a ritual. But we're not we're not told that in Genesis 6, 4. I mean, we're told that this is they're taking women's in in language that you is reproduced throughout the old testament that means having sex wait so a minute are i would take that literally are you telling me that they're not mating they're actually doing a ritual and it's not really a, don't answer the question we come back i want to talk about that okay uh, we're talking to gary wayne everybody listen we're going to a commercial and i know we do this every week but I'm going to be talking about my books and about the DVDs we have. You may have seen it many times. You go, oh, no, here it is. Um, but maybe you've gotten one of the DVD books. Consider getting one for somebody else for, um, for the holidays coming up. Oh, I slipped a fraud in. Uh, for the holidays coming up and share it with them. Give it to them as a gift. Uh, the the uh, End Times Investigation DVD, the the uh, um, the last evangelist DVD in my books. Please watch the commercial. Please order if God lays it on your heart. We're talking to Gary Wayne. When we come back, I'm going to be asking, really, is it rituals? They didn't really have relationships like guys and girls do. It was some type of satanic ritual abuse. And also, what do these offspring look like specifically? Okay. And the last thing we're going to talk about when we come back is, are they mating today? Are they doing the same thing today? Uh, I'm David Hevener, and we will be right back. Listen, we have the new End Times DVD. Um, it's uh, Investigates, uh, End Times Investigation. I have a lot of my friends on here, uh, Lisa Haven, Michael Lake. Uh, I have Josh Peck, L.A. Marzulli, uh, Stephen Bancroft. I mean, eight hours of, of me investigating things like Satanism, demonic powers, Illuminati, New World Order, Antichrist, One World Religion, End Times, Miracles, Bible, Prophecy. Folks, let me tell you something. One day... What you're watching us on right now, it's called, well, it's called television, it's called social media, it's called the internet. They're going to turn that baby off. You need a hard asset. When all this stuff gets shut off, this is what, what you're going to be able to, to learn from and to understand. So I want you to uh, text the word CHOSEN to 91999 or go to davidhevener.tv forward slash order or call 844-806-0006. The brand new... DVD uh, of Last Evangelist. You can get it right now. Uh, it's limited collector's edition. It's got the new episode on it, along with band videos with me and Michael Lake and Lisa Havens, uh, Sheila Lazinski. Everybody, I am honored and blessed not to have just one new book out, but two new books. That's right, two new books. The first one is End Times Investigation. I deal with Hollywood Mind Control. I deal with demon portals, the alien demon connection, 
uh, astral projection, program multiples, satanic ritual abuse, and much, much more. The things that I talk about in Last Evangelist and on my shows, the all my interviews I do, it's right here in this book, especially my life story. Also, true power, how to uh, access your true power uh, in these last days, okay? Um, it's a war manual for God's children. We need to learn the enemy's tactics and how to battle the enemy in these last days. Pick up a copy of this book. Just text the word CHOSEN to 91999, or you can go to davidhevener.tv forward slash order, or you can simply call 844-806-0006. Everybody, we're back. You know, I very seldom say this because I hate it when people do this, but I, I just want to say, you know, they're banning us so much and shadow banning us and censoring and all that. Um, uh, hit subscribe if you haven't. Uh, hit the like button. I seem I feel weird saying that because I feel like one of these YouTubers. But um, but seriously, the censorship has just gotten outrageous. All right, what are we talking about? We're talking about things that the church doesn't talk about, and one of them is what are Nephilim? What do they look like? Who were the sons of God? And what did the daughters of men look like? And what did it mean that they mated? They came together. You're going to be very, very shocked tonight if you're just tuning in. I want to go to a video that we just put up on David Hevener, uh, TV, TV. And if you're a member, you can see it. Put the card up there, Spencer. The dead will rise. They're using zombies to reduce the population. Christians, beware. My guest, Gary Wayne. I want to go to that video. It's on TV. Let's play the beginning, just the clip on that, uh, Spencer. Programming people to dress up as zombies because they want you to get used to walking around like a zombie, like a dead person. Because it's getting us ready for this horrible apocalyptic period. Because this is kind of like to, a plan, right? Yeah, they want you to to look like them because that's how they look at us. And then they're going to overtake us once everybody becomes a zombie. Mm -hmm. And particularly important to Christians because that's how they're going to perceive us, and that's how they're going to do the two genocides of the end time. Wow. Okay, go to David Hevener, um, TV. I, I want uh, I want you guys to go there. I've just we just put that video up along with um, a few. As you can see, the different channels that we have there. Uh, we even have a tribute to Russ Dizdar uh, channel, and uh, I've got the Russ Dizdar tribute channel. Uh, we've got the um, David's Choice and the Spotlight. Spencer, go back, go back up again. Uh, David's Choice. We've got the Dead Will Rise. The David's Choice in the Spotlight. We've got. Uh, I feel like something's watching me. This is something I did with L.A. Marzulli, The Mounds. Okay, you see that one? Uh, my wife doesn't like it because her, her face is on that picture. But she was with me, and she will attest to the things that, that we discovered. So that's uh, the Spotlight Channel, and we've got the Spiritual Warfare Training Channel, uh, Last Evangelist, Alien Demon Connection, like I said, Last Evangelist TV series. Um, We've got uh, Mind Control Channel, Coming Holocaust Channel, Bible Studies, Overcoming Demonic Powers. And we also have, go back up to the top, we have live TV now, folks. You can watch 24-7, 365 days a week, live television, just like you would on Hulu, Roku, and all those other bukus out there. Um, we now have live television. What is it, though? It's all about God and all about the things of God and the things the church won't talk about. Please support the channel. Go and sign up, davidhevener.tv. Um, you can go with us in a few minutes as we go underground, and you can't be with us anymore unless you are a member. Uh, you can uh, just send an email to admin at davidhevener.tv, and my wife will send you a link once you've signed up. 
And you, from then on, every uh, Monday, you'll get a link. You'll be able to go with us. All right, my guest, Gary Wayne. Uh, Gary, you out there, buddy? I certainly am. All right. We left him on a cliffhanger, and I got a lot of people in chat saying, I want to know how to identify these uh, Nephilim. Let's not answer that just yet. I want to talk about, go back. Did you say that possibly these sons of God going into the daughters of men, this is not a dating relationship, like uh, coming knocking on the door and say, hey, would you like to go to a movie tonight? Uh, this was a ceremony where they came down and actually had some type of rich ritualistic ceremony. Um, yeah, I think it would be perfectly natural for that to be the case. Not only did they take them as wives at any number of them that they chose, and did so again probably multiple times both before the flood and for my sort of position i think they did it again after the flood which saw giants show up after the flood but they did an oath according to the book of enoch and you can get all of this biblically uh in terms of the hebrew words that are being used harem anathema it's an accursed oath to carry it out to the end and that sort of starts the sort of oath based society that we live in just as polytheism is ritualistic and oath-based and so it would be natural when they took these wives that they were going to initiate them in through a polytheist ritual to create demigods to rule over the humans and it would be it would be more surprising to me if there wasn't that ritual that was attached to it and as those polytheist religions come down through history they have all kinds of sexual rituals that go on as part of that belief system they do so the the the, the child is born uh do you think that once the woman got pregnant with the sons of guy coming into him do you think it was like a, a regular nine month uh cycle where you know nine months the child do you think it happened supernaturally uh and also what did it look like when it came out because if it was a giant uh it either had to come out a regular baby then boom blow up like a yeah. balloon it couldn't have came out as a giant the poor woman would have been dead right well that's how what the keber nagas says it sacrificed the women's for the birthing of it and so the women's all died now we don't get that from the biblical account um but you it's not that far-fetched to think that that might be the case but i do think what's really going on is is that yeah they're going to have this supernatural ability to grow faster and to become an adult faster They're, i mean these are demigods they have gifts from the gods the fallen angels they okay. are very powerful beings so yeah one would expect that to be the case okay so they didn't care if the women lived or died and probably they died uh, yeah because they exactly. had no need for them anyway um okay uh, next question and we're going to talk about this underground uh do you believe that they're mating today do you believe that today there is a uh a nephilim out there and that they are now uh, seeking out they do seek out they have sought out daughters of men and the same thing's happening today i think it's it's likely to happen whether or not it's already happened i can't really say i mean if you're going to produce these giants and we're not talking about two or three feet taller than humans right we're talking about beings that are twice as tall and three times as tall and twice as wide and 
a yeah. whole bunch of other different sort of characteristics. So it's hard <laughs> to hide them. Uh, yeah. What we what we can expect if it's going to be like the days of Noah, yeah, as Jesus talked about in his overarching signs for the fig tree generation, the last generation, then we should expect to see them show up some way somehow. So there could be creations that would happen uh, in this generation, and if, as we speculated just a couple of minutes ago, that they could grow quickly, then it wouldn't take that long to do that. Or mm -hmm. The other way, which I also make a good case for, because you have the visible ones and the invisible ones. Mm -hmm. The visible ones that rule this earth for the invisible ones for a limited time more, and that they have genealogies that they track. These are the royales. Uh, royale, L, A-L is a transliteration of E-L, so kings of God. These are bloodline royales that take their genealogies back to specific Nephilim patriarchs and to a specific godfather or an angel and yeah. they keep those and so we're seeing that sort of impact as we move forward but now we get some passages in the bible that okay. talks about this intermixing of the seed in the end time right and gary i'm going to talk about this but i'm going to talk about it when i bring you back we've got to take a break actually when we come back we're going to be underground uh, before we go, though, can you tell everyone how to get in touch with you and how to pick up a copy of your book? Yeah, so the best way to get a hold of me is through my website. That's the Genesis 6, the number 6 conspiracy.com. And on that website, there's contact the author. And uh, if you contact me, if you, if you want a specific document, I, a lot of times I talk about documents. So if you wanted second incursion, for example, or how do we know these are angels? Uh, I have documents on that. Just ask it by topic. On the website, I have a generous excerpt of all 98 chapters of book one. And then book two is also up there now with all 84 chapters. Yeah. Uh, and the website again is what? The Genesis6conspiracy.com. So www.genesis6conspiracy.com. Okay, great. Gary, we're going to bring you back in about five minutes, 10 minutes. Don't go away, brother. We got, we're just getting started, man. I appreciate you. All right. God bless you. Uh, Gary Wayne, everybody. And when we come back, we're going to be talking to him, to Gary, about uh, are they among us today? Uh, he says, yeah, I believe they are. But, but what do we look for? How do we identify them? Can we identify them? Also, he kind of didn't talk too much about are they mating today? I believe they are, okay? And I, and I, and I think when I uh, lay out what I believe God's given me, I, wanna, I want you to tell me if I've lost my mind, if I am in the twilight zone, if it makes any sense, or do I need, just need to you know, go back to Kentucky? Uh, but uh, before we go, I want to bring my lovely wife on. Uh, Shanita, are you out there? Yes, you are. I see you. I, I see you, but I don't hear you. Happy to be here. All right. Well, I'm happy to have you. Hey, before you tell me any pra praise reports, uh, I got to tell you a great praise report. We had a, a girl on named Robin. Uh, she was the mother of a daughter whose child uh, was uh, in danger of being trafficked. And her husband, Jim, uh, you know, the law wasn't going to do anything. So Jim had to take the law in his own hands. And mm -hmm. unfortunately, he shot the guy, right? Because they were going to put the kid back into an abusive situation. Well, we prayed for him. You prayed for him. All of the gatherers here listening prayed. 
because he could have gone to prison for life for murder, right? Now, I don't know what the ramifications was, Shanita. Maybe he could have been electrocuted. I don't know if there was a, you know, execution thing going on or just for life. But no, the sentence was downsized to manslaughter. And now he's getting ready to go before the judge. And we're praying that he's not even going to get any prison time uh, that because he's older now. And, you know, and anyway, I wanted to tell give that as a praise report. Robin wrote us a really nice card and said, thank you all for praying. Mm -hmm. So you guys out there you make a difference let me tell you something that's one life that you have made a major difference in this man stood up because the law mm -hmm. wouldn't do it and i'm not advocating take mm -hmm. the law in your own hands but he loved his grandchild so much he said i can't let the devil have you i can't do it and you know what because of your prayers god has blessed and and and, and downsized that sentence right absolutely we're so grateful for our team of prayer warriors yeah they've been praying for my mom and her surgery was successful today and Praise we are for alicia for reba and uh, i'm seeing some more requests come in as we are broadcasting so please email all of those to us we're, we're eager to be able to bear these burdens with you and see how god answers yeah thank you shanita i appreciate you god bless you so much okay right. I, you can tell that Shanita's coming live from the hospital bathroom because she's with her mother in the hospital. Believe me, I can relate to that. I've done some shows in hospital bathrooms before uh, when my, especially my mother was uh, right before she went on to be with the Lord. Folks, listen, um, it's important to understand we are a ministry. People go, oh, you got a great talk show. Well, I talk and it's a show, but it's, 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 it's a ministry, okay? It, it's flat out ministry. So if you'd like to be a member, a part of this ministry, I want you to go to davidhavener.tv forward slash membership. Doesn't cost a nickel. Just fill it out. Just give us your contact. Just let us know who you are and say, David, I'd like to be a part of what God's doing. Um, you know, and that what that does, it tells me who you are. It encourages us that people are standing behind us and also praying, and we want to pray for you, okay? So, and if you need prayer requests, I want you to... Uh, let us know because we want to pray for you. Also, if you would like to, uh, uh, if you would like to donate to the ministry, just go to davidheavener.tv forward slash give, or you can call 844-806-0006, uh, or you can actually um, just text the word chosen to 91999. Uh, before we go, we're going to, I'm going to play for you this um, uh, my pillow commercial. I'm going to play the, uh, uh, by the way, if you've got an old car, uh, uh, a boat, whatever, and you want to donate it, uh, you can just um, uh, go to davidheavener.tv forward slash, I think it's car, isn't it, Spencer? Yeah, car, car. Uh, what do we got there? Are we going to play Mike Lindale about my pillow? Because, I mean, I, yeah, do you, you don't use his pillows, do you, Spencer? Do you use his pillows? No, sir, I do not. Okay, but you ought to. You know why? Because I have had, and I, this isn't a commercial. I have slept more than I've slept better using those pillows. And I'm not, listen, if they were no good, I wouldn't even talk about it. But folks, I'm telling you, they're good. I've used the stuff, they're good. Okay. Uh, so that's why if you got to get something this Christmas, I want you to check this out, go get it. Also, too, if you got that old boat or whatever, or car hanging around, house hanging around, whatever, um, I want you to, uh, 
uh, go check that out. And here's what we're going to do. We're going to play these two commercials. I'm going to come back and we'll say a few words, and then we're going to go underground. Uh, so go sign up right now, davidhevener.tv. We'll be right back. I'm excited to announce that we're having our biggest Christmas sale ever. You get our brand new six-piece My Towels for only $29.98, or rejuvenate your bed with a My Pillow mattress topper as low as $99.99, or how about My Pillow bed sheets for as low as $24.98? There's something for everyone: duvets, quilts, down comforters, body pillows, bolster pillows, and so much more. Well, I know my pillow products make for the perfect Christmas gifts, so I'm going to extend my money back guarantee until March 1st, 2024. So go to mypillow.com now or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get huge discounts on all my pillow products. For example, you get our six piece towels for only $29.98, or get your very own my pillow bed sheets for as low as $24.98. It's our biggest Christmas sale ever. Get all your shopping done now while quantities last. Life is complicated enough. Why worry about what to do with your extra car? Skip the costs of maintaining it, storing it, insuring it, or renewing registration. Car repairs? Forget about it. Here's one easy solution to your car problem. Donate it to a nonprofit. It's fast, free, tax deductible, and if you donate, you're going to feel incredible knowing you're supporting a great cause. Interested? Just call this toll-free number or donate online. Thank you. Uh, here, we're back with you. Okay, so if you want to donate, uh, first of all, if you want the pillow or anything like that, I uh, use the code name david 7 uh, mypillow.com. But then also, if you have something you want to donate, like a car, trailer, uh, boat, uh, house, whatever, uh, you can uh, go to davidhevener.tv. Uh, Spencer, is it forward slash car? It is forward slash car. All right. We got to put that up longer because I couldn't even see that. Next time, just run it through the whole bottom. Make a note of that. Um, folks, it's important to help also uh, help our sponsors out because um you know let them know that you're out there and if you got to buy it anyway you know or whatever um okay i want to pray for you guys real quick not real quick not just real quick but very very powerful thank you lord for loving us thank you for each and every person that is here i'm asking for a special blessing father i'm asking that we're commanding a healing in jesus name for those that are sick we're thanking you that you have given us a word today, and you're not done. It's just beginning. I'm asking for a special blessing on all the children and protection, and uh, each and every person out there, Lord. Thank you very much, in Jesus' name. All right, folks, we're going underground. Go to davidhevener.tv. Sign up right now so you can go with us underground. Send your email at admin at davidhevener.tv so we can send you a link just for tonight. And from now on, you'll get a link every week. But go sign up so you can be with us with Gary Wayne, my guest, as we talk about things that the church won't. Um, so you, we'll see you uh, on davidhevener.tv in about two minutes. Hey, everybody. Well, this concludes our time together. If you'd like to support the ministry, please Go to davidhevener.tv forward slash give or call 844-806-0006 or text the word CHOSEN to 91999. 
Don't forget to share this broadcast, and I love you.